2: Good Monday afternoon and welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi. In the Pearl River Resort studio, Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. Love for you to join the conversation on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Protect and connect. That's the plan that if you're a parent, you want for your kids. It gives you the protection that you desire for them online, including uh, parental controls, and it allows them to connect with their friends via the device that they want. Learn more, protect uh, protect and connect online at cspire.com, cspire, customer inspired. It is Monday. This week we have America's game, and so let us spend the next few days breaking down Army-Navy, which will come your way on Saturday from the Greater Boston area, <laughs> that will be fun to do. It, it, it will be it will be fun, but probably not today. We might press pause on that for a little bit. What a weekend! And the uh, the culmination of the weekend from a college football standpoint happened yesterday. About oh, it was about eleven o'clock, eleven thirty when the uh, the top four. The semifinalists for the college football playoff were announced, and then a couple of hours later, we got the rest of the uh, the rest of the top 25, including the teams that will be playing in New Year's Six bowls. There were a lot of Ole Miss fans who had to scramble a bit yesterday after uh, expecting to be headed to Orlando for the Citrus Bowl with a likely matchup with Iowa. Um, who had to uh, perhaps undo some arrangements that they had made and quickly shift gears to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl, where Ole Miss will meet Penn State. Uh, early game, early kickoff time, uh, noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central kickoff time on December the 30th. That is a Saturday, which I would think would uh, lend to a pretty good Ole Miss crowd being there for that ball game. we got so much to get to this afternoon. Gentlemen, how was the weekend? Incredible. And, and like, both both ways
3: of the word incredible, right? Because incredible doesn't always mean good. That's right. And we got the best of both, right? We had really good... Well, we had a really good football game. The SEC Championship was great. That was was an incredible football game. Spectacular. The rest of the weekend, kind of, eh. Friday night was good. Pac-12 was good as well. So loop that in. So we had two incredible football games. And then... An incredible mess, which was the college football playoff. So the the committee and the college football playoff, I think when we talk about this moving forward, need to be separated. Because the committee was put really in an impossible spot. Because I think that Alabama would beat Florida State by a couple touchdowns or more. I think they would. But the college football playoff is a failure because a team won all of their regular season games, including their conference championship. And that same team, by the way, beat LSU at a neutral site, went to the Swamp and won, and then for good measure, they had to go to Death Valley at Clemson and won there too, and got left out of the thing. So the playoff is a failure, but if, if you're really being honest with yourself, and I don't like this objective, if you like the subjective. Alabama's a better football team
2: than Florida State. Hey, Dad, let me just ask you this very simply. Knowing that the task of the college football playoff committee is to select the four best teams for the college football playoff, did they get it right?
1: No. Because
2: the best four teams are
1: what? (sighs) Ah. Off the top of my head, I would say the best four teams are Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, and Texas.
2: You don't think Washington is one of the best four?
1: I don't think Georgia I don't think Washington would beat Georgia. No.
2: And and that's where this it is gets, where
1: that's where it gets complicated. This is where right? this is where the the, the the committee really shows how they badly they messed this up. Right? If you want to say that Florida State isn't as good as Alabama and put them put Alabama fourth, okay. As we said on the production call this morning, the college ball committee is kind of like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter and everything's made up. But why is Florida State ahead of Georgia? Oh, because... Are you telling me that you don't think... Well, they went 13-0. They went you... Yeah. What... <laughs> you telling me you don't think they could beat Alabama, but you think they could beat Georgia with no quarterback? Just silly. Well again if you're if you're like me and you just watch the games, you don't get too worked up about the politics of it who cares but I I mean I totally get why Florida State fans they they got screwed there's no there's no getting around that fact. they got screwed
2: and, and it's if if you use the same metric across the board, then you can defend it a little bit better right because one of the things that I heard yesterday and I I mean there were so many talking heads that were involved with with this, so forgive me for not accrediting this where it should, is that, okay, if you say Florida State is not good enough to be part of the four-team playoff, then why did you rank them fifth? Right. Like, if ultimately you said, we don't think Florida State is good enough without Jordan Travis to be one of these four teams. So you think they're better than Georgia? Do you think Florida State's better than Ohio State right now? And, of course, at that point, we didn't know that their Ohio State's quarterback was getting into the transfer portal. Do you think Florida State would beat Oregon? Missouri? Penn State? Ole Miss? Oklahoma? LSU? I mean, draw the line wherever you want to. But but if you think Florida State is not good enough at 13-0 as champions of the ACC, and, and by the way, I, I agree, I don't think they're good enough. I, I think it really stinks for them. I mean, what a tweet from Jordan Travis yesterday. Ooh. I'm sorry I didn't break my leg sooner in the season so that the committee could see how good this football team is even without me.
1: Whoa. And by the way, what if what if they stay won by, what, 13? What what if Jordan Travis had played and they had just won by 13? Would they have still dropped? No. You yeah. know they wouldn't have. Then what, I, well, I, well, then what are we doing?
3: Would they have? And the th- but the thing is, if you're doing the eye test thing, oh, they- Alabama ooh. beat Georgia. Like, that was a big win. Nine days ago. Nine days ago. Fully healthy with their quarterback and everything. It took a muffed punt and a miracle to beat a
2: really bad Auburn team. And following that game, they were ranked eighth.
1: So, Orky, your tweet regarding that—maybe your best tweet ever. But this
3: is all Hugh Freeze's fault. And oh,
1: thirty-one, our fourth-and-goal from the thirty-one-yard line. What? I laughed really hard when I read that. I was like, "He's right. He is right. That's all that Auburn had to do to avoid
2: all of this." Hey, butterfly effect on blaming people. Because you know I went in hard last week on blaming Jim Phillips and Kevin Warren and George Klyovkov for the fact that we don't have a 12-team playoff. That There's another butterfly here. Is it actually Ross Bjork's fault?
1: Let's blame him. Whatever you're about to say after this. It does not matter what you're about to say. It doesn't matter. Yes, it's his fault. Go.
2: Do you know? Was Ross Bjork behind the leak that Texas and Oklahoma were coming to the SEC, and that got announced oh. or leaked sooner than it should have, therefore yeah. setting off the chain reaction of the alliance coming together because they were mad at the SEC, and so the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12 put together their little alliance of very, very, very good friends that was, what, what did they say? Um, bringing together institutions of higher learning with similar athletic and academic interests, mm-hmm. that was not as strong as the the paper napkin that it was written on, was not a legally binding entity of any sort. If Texas OU doesn't get leaked when it does, do we avoid that? And do the conference commissioners and the board of governors, do they go ahead and approve the 12-team playoff? And by the way, other than the fact that you're mad at the SEC, why didn't you still approve the 12-team playoff? Because it was about to get harder with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, and that would have been the guarantee that you would be part of the playoff regardless of who was in it.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, the 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 level of cut off
2: your nose to spite your face from the ACC.
1: hmm. In a a 12-team playoff, they would still be fourth. They would be they would be ranked fourth because it wouldn't have mattered, right? I mean, they're like, look, Alabama's in. They're going to get a home game. They'll beat who's who's twelve. Penn State, Liberty, Liberty Lib- would be in this okay. scenario. They'll they'll crush Liberty. It doesn't matter that they're pl- It doesn't matter. Put them fifth. Florida State is fourth. But because okay. we have to have four, they're out.
2: I, I understand why they're doing the highest ranked group of five team automatic qualifier. But is what happened yesterday even more evidence that we still don't have the 12-team playoff right? We're not going to have it right? Mm-hmm. Sports Talk Mississippi, just getting started with you. Streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. This should be fun this afternoon. We want to hear from you on the C text line. We're back. It's
0: big yourself sports talk mississippi covering your mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on super talk mississippi
2: there's so many angles and so many things to get into this afternoon and we're going to do our best to keep up with your messages on the c Spire text line 601-879-4395. Hey Dad, we're just gonna have to bookmark this one and come back to it because somebody wanted to take a shot at you right out of the gate. Start on how you blew off Southern and then they beat State over the weekend. I don't know that we're really why? ready to get into basketball yet.
1: Why why do we have to why do we have to bookmark that? Why can't we just move on with our lives? Well, I mean somebody we have to, we have to come back to it. I mean, we
2: can circle back. <laughs>
1: Okay, Jen. We'll, we'll do Thanks. that. No problem.
2: Uh no, I mean somebody took enough time out of their day to send us a message and we should at least try to acknowledge it.
1: I'm gonna send you a message in a second.
2: <laughs> oh, will you now? Um <laughs> since they announced the now read Bowl, text. I have been waiting to listen to the show. Where can I purchase my crossverse Franklin shirt? <laughs> Hashtag Mega Powers explode. That's from Steve in Hurley. So what had to
1: happen the greatest for greatest rivalry St- in sports.
2: I know, right?
3: But we talked about it Friday. What had to happen happened, right? Florida State had to win but look like crap doing it, and Texas had to win but look really, really good doing it. Lost in that equation was check Alabama winning. <laughs> uh, but, but that that worked out. But what a great draw for Ole Miss. I mean, obviously making an Access Bowl, the stat of the day is uh, Ole Miss is eighth in the country in Access Bowl appearances. That's really good. Uh, so that the, the prestige that comes with that is good, but... It's so much better than Iowa and the Citrus Bowl. And it's so much better than, in my, at least in my opinion, I know their quarterback hit the portal, but you'd much rather play Penn State's offense than Ohio State or Oregon. But you'd much rather pay Penn St- play Penn State than Liberty. So you get the, the access bowl, you get the big brand to play against, and despite having Chop on the defensive line, who might opt out because he's a first-round pick, it's a game that you can win. And you would get a lot of credit for he winning that, that game. Yeah, that Ole Miss would really like Chop to, uh, to opt out. Again, he's a first-round guy. Probably would, but he's a menace. But you can beat Penn State. Really bad quarterback play, super conservative offense, not explosive. They don't even really try to be. So you get the access bowl. You get the brand to play against. And if you had to play in the access bowl, it's the team among those that made it that you want to play the most, I think.
2: Yeah, Oregon is really
3: disappointed
2: that they're playing Liberty. Oh, you know it. And Bo Nix yeah. is still playing, though. Good for him on that, by the way. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I, I loved Bo Nix's quarterback. Was look, and and it actually it is similar to a quote from Archie Manning from years and years and years ago. He said, "My dream, my entire life, was to play a col- uh, be a college quarterback and win a national championship." Oh, Nick's didn't I mean, think about who his dad is and what he grew up around. He didn't grow up dreaming of the NFL. He frankly grew up dreaming of being the quarterback at Auburn and winning a national championship at Auburn, but that didn't work out, but he stuck with the college football dream. And so with that was always his dream, playing it out in the final game in a in a New Year's Six Bowl certainly makes sense. So agreed. Good on him for doing that. Um but I don't get the impression that Oregon fans are excited at all about facing Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and it sounded like there was a little bit of a chance that Ole Miss might face Liberty in the Cotton Bowl. Probably should have read a little bit more into that, though, because I don't think that they would do that to the Cotton Bowl in consecutive years. Because last year the Cotton Bowl had a Group of Five team in Tulane in that, yeah. and so you know it feels like yeah. that kind they of they try to move that around, around a little, a little
0: bit. bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, as yes they should. But I will say, does it have sort of that same uh, vibe? Remember a few years? I mean, a few years back. It's been a while, but when Alabama got knocked out and they had to play uh, Utah in the Sugar Bowl, and they're just like, oh, we don't, we don't want to. Do, and they got hammered by Utah. Is, is there? Is that? Is that possible here for Oregon? I mean, Utah's a little different animal, but Chadwell will,
3: did a really good job, and he, the he offense did, he, is fun. They have played. No. I was going to say,
2: the, the difference in those yeah. two is Utah was a good football team. They weren't in the Pac-12 yet, though, were they? They were still in the Mountain West. No, I was,
1: still Mountain West, yeah.
2: I would have to go back and look at Utah's schedule. Liberty did not play a single Power 5 team this entire season.
1: Nope. Gosh. Doggone, Richard. I just I said it was a few years ago. It was 2008.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was 15 years ago, Brian. <laughs> oh, you're so old. I remember it
1: well. (laughs) I mean, it was a beatdown. It just popped into my head how long ago that was. Like, why did they not go to that? They lost to Florida in the SEC title game. Tebow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh.
2: Um, Somebody said, what's the harm in going back to the BCS formula and do away with the committee? There would be less discussion. you. Okay, again, we're having to go back in the wayback machine. You're saying use the BCS formula to determine the top four or the top twelve moving forward, and not using the committee. What you have to remember is people thought that there were flaws in the BCS formula as
0: well—that
2: mm-hmm. that it lacked the subjective nature of the eye test, and you know, just kind of Because if the BCS formula were used, Florida State would be in this; would be a, a semifinalist. Yeah,
1: N- no question.
3: Yeah, and that's that's the thing, right? It, the, so we had somebody text earlier about, well, when they expand to 12, we're just going to have the debate about who's 12 and 13. And you're right, we, we are going to have that debate. But the Ole Miss-Oklahoma thing, because Ole Miss got in over Oklahoma, Oklahoma fans are mad that they're playing in the Alamo Bowl instead of the Peach Bowl because they think that they had the right over Ole Miss. But here's how much simpler this debate is when it's 12 versus 13, using this year as an example. Oklahoma lost to Kansas. Don't lose to Kansas. Florida State went undefeated. They were given 12 games. They won them all. They were given a conference championship. They won that one, too. It's two different conversations. If you think that the committee got it right, I won't argue against you. Frankly, I won't because I, I every word that you say, I would probably agree with. But there are people that still think that this system is just and that even though it went down like this, it should stay this way. And that blows my mind. I can't wrap my mind around thinking that what happened to Florida State is okay and something that we need to continue doing moving forward. Oklahoma doesn't have a case. Don't lose to Kansas. If, if it would have been roles reversed, don't lose by 35 points to Georgia if you're old Miss. If they literally flip-flopped them, it's that easy. Don't get blown out by Georgia the way you did, or don't lose to Kansas. It's that simple. Florida State won every single game on their schedule. Yeah. All of
1: them. Well, don't get your leg broken. Yeah, don't break your leg <laughs> simple as that, right? And this is something else that people have been talking about today. Obviously in an injury like that where you see his leg, you know, just dangling and turning the wrong way, you can't really do anything. But this is gonna force teams to be more secretive than ever about injuries. Because if, if let's say he just got hurt in practice or you know, he limped off the field and, you know, he in reality he tore his ACL, but we don't know that for sure. They're not going to say anything They're going to go, oh, he's day-to-day. Hopefully he can be back. Because, if again, if Jordan Travis had had an injury where we didn't know
2: he was going to be out, they'd be in. Tim and Tupelo says he's got some colorful adjectives to say about Florida State being left out of the playoffs that he should not send in a text. It's fair. He also says by college football playoff thinking, should we keep an undefeated basketball team out of the playoffs just because their best point guard gets hurt before? the playoffs, I'm talking about the NCAA tournament, and he says no. But, Tim, the difference is we're talking about 68 teams. They're not four.
1: Yeah, they would be seated and lower.
2: They, they, they would be seated lower, and we've seen this before. If you are mm-hmm. a canyon Kenyon Martin. Yes, Cincinnati. Great, another reference from two decades ago. You're, you're you're on those today. More fire today. Yeah. Nick Van Exel was the point guard, wasn't he? No, he was. Was he? No. Was that not the same team? Oh, no. Was Van not Exel not on that Jeez. team with Kenyon Martin? I don't think he or was. Or was Van Exel earlier than that? Uh, Maybe so. I
1: think he was um, earlier.
2: That point being, if a Murray State has no, a 32 and 2 year and they got a star playing point guard for them. They still may have to win their conference tournaments to get in. Right? But mm-hmm. if they do, they get in. If, if they
3: do, they get in. You're right. Right. There, there is no other... I mean, help me out. Maybe there's something like this in soccer. I don't know. As far as I understand it, there's not a single sport other than FBS college football where you can win every game you play and not be given the opportunity to participate in
2: the postseason. Yeah. Speaking of playoffs, the FCS playoff works pretty well. They they have 24 teams that are in. They have eight teams that get a first-round bye, and then the next 16 teams play each other the following week. And then the eight winners advance to face the eight, by teams in the second round of the playoffs, and then they go quarterfinals, semifinals, and in uh, a championship game. Now, is that the right way to do it? Probably not. I mean, you you get results like you got that I saw in Brookings, South Dakota on uh, on Saturday. You you get a forty-one to nothing when Mercer has to go and face the number one overall seed. That does happen. But twenty-four teams—that's a lot of participation in the postseason. You can just go with sixteen and give eight teams a home game, and then proceed. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
0: Come on, Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV. Good to be with you this afternoon. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borkey. Seaspired text line uh text line. Alabama's a great team, but they always get special treatment. If Ole Miss or Mississippi State were ranked number eight with an eleven and one record and beat Georgia twenty seven to twenty four in the SEC Championship, do you really think that they would jump all the way to number four? Just sick of Alabama. They are not only great, but everybody bows down to Alabama. I do think that answer, though, is
3: yes. If they are the only SEC team that would have made it, then yes, they would have found a way. I don't think it's necessarily about Alabama. I think it's about the three letters on Alabama's chest, if that makes sense. They would have done the same for Georgia. They would have done the same for LSU. I don't think they were leaving out the SEC champion.
2: I tend to agree. I, I mean, tend to agree with that. It's just really hard. So 14 of the last uh, 17 national championships come from the SEC.
3: Three different schools.
2: Oh, no, it's more than that.
3: Oh, last 17, so Florida, so there's four. Does Florida go back 17 years? Hey dad, help me out.
2: now. I'm not going to say. Uh, You're making fun of me. Yeah, when was... Florida was... Oh, they won two under Urban Meyer. 2009? Mm-hmm. 06 and 08. Yeah. 06 and 08. Yeah, yeah, 17.
1: Okay. 08, they, they lose to Ole Miss, remember? How can y'all forget that? Come on, guys. That's right.
2: They did. Auburn. Auburn won one with Cam Newton. Auburn won with Cam Newton. So there's five. Yeah. LSU. I mean, well, maybe you has. had them in there. So you got Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, Florida. Mm-hmm. Those are the five, mm-hmm. right?
1: I mean, Tennessee has one in '98. Yeah, I mean, but
2: that's know not how the last far back we want to go.
0: No, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm uh, saying in that in that 25, 14 of,
2: the, 14 of the last 17 national championships have come from the SEC. Yeah. So the league gets right. justifiably so the benefit of the doubt,
3: and uh, you do have to wonder. You know, how dare you question the integrity of the people in that room, but do you think there's an element of leaving the SEC out would do a detriment to the finances of this thing? Look. Nobody watches more college football than this region of the country. Nobody.
2: No, 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 I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. And this is probably an unpopular opinion. But I think the committee did the best job that they could do with the guidance that they had. And they are told, your mission is to put the four best teams into the top four spots to make the semifinals. And these are the parameters you use to determine who the best four teams are. And this, or these, are the exceptions that you can use to help you weed things out. Yes, conference championship matters. Yes, strength of schedule matters. Yes, strength of record matters. All of those metrics do. But you also have the ability to evaluate a team that loses a key player or a key coach and say that is going to affect the way that they play in the semifinals, and that can weigh into your decision. And so, I don't know. I just don't think there was an agenda in that room. In fact, my guess is the 13 people on that committee would have greatly preferred. They won't admit this, but they would have greatly preferred that Louisville found a way to win that game and knock Florida State out where it's not even a conversation. Yeah. Or Georgia not lose to Alabama. Or Georgia not... Lose to Alabama, but would that have changed anything?
3: Getting them in over Florida State. It's an easier been... sell.
2: Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, but you still would have oh, had a one loss team getting Texas. in over Florida. I mean, you're going to go Texas over Florida State then. Yeah. But so, so. They would be a conference champion, though.
3: Here's what leads to people wondering, and, you know, you shouldn't. Alabama Alabama's
2: a conference champion. Yeah.
3: yeah. You, you You shouldn't, you know legitimize every conspiracy theory. Sometimes you should just ignore some of them. But there's a reason that people think that there is ulterior motives at foot. And, and here's why. Because they're inconsistent. They, they change their rationale based on the teams. And that's th- not
2: year-to-year, year, Borky. That's within the same year. That's week-to-week. Week. No, was- no, no. It was yesterday. Well, yeah. They used a different rationale... For Alabama in over Florida State, than they did with SMU and Liberty for the Group of Five spot. That's what I, that's what I was getting at. Is yeah, Florida State wins all their
3: games. Power Five Conference champion, they win all of their games, but ah, just Who's different.
2: Mind, is it anyway? Uh, hey, Dan?
1: Exactly, and this what? is true. I mean, we talk about the four best teams. We can go through every year and find a time they didn't put. The, if Alabama wasn't in it every year, then the four best teams weren't in it. I mean, TCU in 2014, shout out to the people. TCU, exactly. Exactly. You can find it every year where the four best teams weren't in it.
3: Right. And so that's why people are, are calling conspiracy. Because when you ask them, why Alabama over Florida State? And they give you an answer. And then you ask them, well, why Liberty over SMU? And they use the exact opposite rationale for that decision. And these people are going to continue doing this, by the way. It's a little less uh, of a debate. Yeah. Because they're not leaving out an undefeated conference champion moving forward. But it's still the same process, picking these teams and ranking them. And these are the same people that are
2: going to give a home game. Think about that, too. But you know what the problem with the SMU Liberty thing is? SMU had two losses. Not just one. They weren't undefeated, and so you were comparing. They had two losses. And... I mean, but SMU their... is better than Liberty. Like period. SMU even without Preston Stone is better than Liberty. But they lost two games. Who they lost to Oklahoma? Who's the other loss they had? you remember? It was oh um, Tulane. No, they beat the regular, Tulane in the conference championship game. They lost a, a conference game.
3: So Oklahoma they lost to TCU on September they night in the, the TCU. Conference game. Yeah.
2: They lost they lost two
3: oh, power right. five they, games. That's
2: right. They went eight and in the American.
3: Yeah. But, the, but that's the, the issue. So the rationale, SMU schedule much more difficult. Much more difficult.
2: Liberties is one of the worst in the country. Yeah, it is no, they have isn't it the worst? Did they not have the worst strength of schedule? Was it ranked 130? Country? I, I would have to go back and, uh, but still, again. I that, heard somebody say that. So that that's the uh, issue is that they're, they are
3: they don't follow what matters each time. And so, like earlier this season, when they were asked why Oregon over Washington when Washington beat Oregon, the the committee chair, Boo Corrigan, said the first thing came out of his mouth was Bo Nix's completion percentage. Uh. What? You, th- they played each other
2: on the field, and you're talking about completion percentages. It, that's C- the issue. CC has a reasonable question. He said, "Did they really feel that Texas was better than Florida State, or did they feel that they had to have Texas in because they beat Alabama?"
1: That is the correct answer.
2: But like, what, what if the answer is yes? What if yes, they that is thought cr- Texas that is, was that better is than why. Florida State? And yes, no, they didn't though. Well, although, I mean, they do. But, yes.
1: Yeah. No, yeah no, no, you're right. You look do, at those two teams. Do. Texas is but, better. But they 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 couldn't put Tex they couldn't put Alabama in and not put Texas in. It's just not possible to do that. Couldn't do Texas it. Texas having the head to head. That I wish they had though, because I think that as mad as Florida State fans are today, at least in their heart of hearts, those Florida State fans go, look, we can't win the national title without Jordan Travis. So whatever. The Texas fans would be coming for blood today if they had gotten left out in favor of Alabama, like. They might have succeeded from the union again. We might have had to go invade Texas again to get them back in the fold.
2: The former president, who is running for president again, and one of his opponents is the governor currently of the state of Florida,
1: mm-hmm.
2: blamed the current governor of Florida and his poor leadership and lack of lobbying skills. That's part of the reason that Florida State didn't get in. You just want to throw a political... Angle into it as well. Oh, goodness. We get this text about Florida State's strength of schedule.
3: Like, Yes, but they can't control how up or down their conference is for one. But they played two SEC teams at a neutral site and on the road and beat them both. And what else do you want them to do? That, that's the response. What else do you want Florida State to do? They're in a Power 5 conference, and they put two SEC teams on the schedule away from home and beat them both.
2: <sighs> what, what else do you want them to do? Their league has to be better.
1: They can't let their quarterback break his leg.
3: I agree with you. I think if, they, if, if, if it wasn't obvious and they would call him day-to-day, Yeah, he's coming back soon. Videos of him at practice.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'd find a way to be like, we're going to Photoshop the heck out of this. He's throwing the ball.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, we're back with you right
1: after this.
0: Come on. Are we going to do this? Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Columbus on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Everyone wants college football to be a business. Quarterbacks going for a million-plus. Transfers come and go as you please. That's great. It's a business now. And employers do not care about what you deserve.
1: I want I want chasing Columbus. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. All your talk for the past two years when we talk talking about this playoff, if I was going to devalue the regular season, I don't want to hear that anymore. The regular season has been devalued by a four-team playoff. Yeah, it has been devalued. It meant Jake nothing. McElroy? Florida State meant nothing.
3: Yeah, I mean, to to people like Barrett solly who are still advocating for non-expansion. By the way, even after all this, easy, he, wants,
1: he wants retraction. He yeah. wants to go back to two.
3: Yeah, because that would make a whole. Which lot would of make sense it a lot right easier
1: this year, by the way. If it was just Michigan and Washington, it would be like, ah, that's what it is, they're undefeated. Yeah, would you be got a that third excited undefeated about team? that as a championship game, though? No, absolutely not. It wouldn't no. be the best team.
3: But maybe the regular season should be devalued if the system allows for a team to win all of their games and not make it. Maybe we should devalue that. So many people talk about how the college football regular season is the best regular season in sports. It still will be great! Of course. It's but, still going to be great! But the postseason has been garbage! So, so we we talk about how great the regular season is. The college football postseason is awful. We and oh, we're gonna have blowouts if we expand to twelve. Is that any different than what we get currently? What was the final score of the national championship last year? <laughs> what was it, sixty-two to seven? No.
1: 65.
3: 65 to seven. Well, look at every year. We're talking big brands. Ohio State, Ohio State, who won a national championship in this era, got beat by 30 in a playoff game. Oklahoma got smoked all four times they made the playoff. They weren't competitive. This is every year. The postseason is the worst part about college football, and that's rear end backwards. The postseason should be the best part about a sport, not the worst. And it, the, the devaluing of the regular season thing is such crap, too, because I, I can't wait for the numbers co- to come out for the Eagles 49ers game yesterday. They're both making the playoffs. They're both Super Bowl contenders. That game felt gigantic beyond measure still yesterday. Yeah. It, it's that The committee is so lucky. The, this process, this sport is so lucky that this is the last time we're doing this. They're so lucky. Could you imagine if there wasn't oh, a change
1: in place? We'll find a way to do it again. We'll find a way. <laughs> Next year we'll be arguing who was 13th. They should what? have been in.
3: But don't lose two games in that. You know what I mean?
2: It's just far less than...
3: I mean,
1: I'm mean, i just saying. What's going to happen? That's how life goes. It never Jim works.
2: Says, the best part about Saturday and Sunday was seeing Danny Cannell have meltdowns for 72 hours.
1: That's yeah, he's been guy, on one. He needs some clinical help. Yeah.
2: Um
1: It didn't have to be this way. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't have to we be tried this to tell way. What, yeah. Who Yeah, I know Ross Dellinger reported that story first. I know that. But, but this that story was first brought up on Sports Talk Mississippi. Nobody else was hitting that angle. I might
2: have had a phone conversation with <laughs> the writer of some story at some point next week uh, and said, Why isn't anybody writing this? Huh? Uh, Maybe, possibly. And then Andy uh, Staples jumped on the train today, too. He took the actual video of the screenshot picture that I used in my tweet. No credit. It's all right. That guy.
1: Okay. Still trying to keep me down in the podcast rankings. Yeah, not in Nepal. Uh, not in Nepal. Absolutely not in Nepal. I dominate
2: there. Russ talking about the end of college football as we know it. No, stop doing
3: that. No, he, he's talking like, about no, starters no. at big schools hitting the portal. Here, Here's the thing about the Ohio State quarter. Uh, honestly? Doesn't matter. They were going to recruit over him. They'll get him. better. They were yes. going to recruit over him. He didn't hit the portal because he wants to go somewhere else. He wants to stay the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Somebody at Ohio they State told him... We're going to bring in somebody else. That's why he hit the portal today. Maybe. Yeah, was,
2: Most likely. Most
3: likely. I don't, I don't think there's a maybe about
2: that. But he is the reigning starter. I mean, all this kind of said the exact same thing to Jackson Dart last year. Without really saying it. And he took the bull by the horns
1: and chose and not he was to like, leave. And <laughs> well, like, t- forget there's you. There's two kinds of players is what you're telling me. And a I'd rather have Jackson Dart than Kyle McCord, if I had a yeah. choice. And, and yeah. you
3: saw Kyle McCord fold, man, just fold at Michigan.
2: So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. It's, um... But no, I mean, th- th- look, how many, how many people this year leading up to the start of the season, ah, transfer portals killing the game, NILs killing the game, the game is so healthy. Uh, to Heydad's point, we just had to get to the start of the season. Just get us to the start of the season. Get us to the games, and it's all going to be okay.
1: Let's restart the season so we can stop all this debate.
2: Restart the this season. The season was spectacular, just like these playoffs are going to be. Just like this bowl season is going to be. Just wait. We're
0: rolling. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: What? what?
0: This is. Awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. And Super Talk TV, thanks for being with us. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Visit them online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. You can book your tee time or plan your trip. I don't know if you've looked at the forecast, but this week is golden. You want a little fall, early winter golf? This would be the week to do it. Dancingrabbitgolf.com to book your tee time or plan your trip. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Find them online at visitoxfordms.com. Lots going on in and around the holiday season, including the Christmas parade, which is tonight in Oxford. Starts at 630, uh, makes its way through town into the uh, the Oxford Square. It's a little Monday night Christmas parade. Uh, I don't know that they refer to it this week way, but it's always the Monday night after the SEC championship game. You just need to mark it on your calendar so you know going forward. Uh, Again, I don't think anybody else refers to it that way, but that's how I always remember that's when it is.
1: Starkville's is the the Monday after the Egg Bowl, so they go a week earlier.
2: It has already happened.
1: It's already happened, yeah. Which I'm not a big fan of. I don't like having a Christmas parade in November. Yeah, yeah. not not, not a huge fan.
2: uh, Feels like the time. All right. Uh, Visit OxfordMS.com or their social media channels at VisitOxfordMS. Let's do some winners and losers.
0: All I I, I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm a loser, baby. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Winner, never
2: What did you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend? There's some low-hanging fruit for this week's winners and losers. So I'm going to try and go off the grid to start us off with a winner and a loser all rolled into one. If you are a participant, then you are a winner. If you are the proprietor, then you are a loser. To Cedar Rapids, Iowa, we go. X-Golf. In Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Big Ten Championship Game watch party, pour until Iowa scores is back tomorrow night. Book a 7 p.m. Bay time and receive draft beer at no charge until Iowa scores the game ends or your Bay time ends. See staff for details. Well, I hope you booked a, uh, hope you booked a Bay for three hours. <laughs> Cause you didn't pay for beer. Let me tell you at something. At X Golf in Cedar Rapids.
1: There's more losers involved in this. They only gave away like a hundred. They said between a hundred and two hundred beers. Those are rookie oh. numbers. Got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> Can you imagine if if State or Ole Miss or God forbid LSU ran a promotion like this? They wouldn't. They'd have, have a better. beer truck out. They know better. You'd have to have a truck, couple well, of trucks in the parking lot. Too. Yeah. Sure. With LSU, it's like if we get a stop, then you can, uh, then we'll stop serving. Okay. They stop, you stop. That's how that would have worked.
2: Uh, hey, Dad, give me a winner, please.
1: I mean, it's got to be Alabama, right? It's got to be Alabama. Nobody believed in them, except for me. Finally got one right this year. A bad year for me for predictions, but, but, I mean, I've been saying for the past few weeks, I, I think they're getting better. I feel like they're getting better. And they're and and for the first time they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. How dangerous is that? I can't you know, I love college football, so I can't wait for next season anyway. But holy crap, the top three candidates for the Heisman are all SEC quarterbacks next year. Who are they? I told y'all I heard this in the background. Beck, Milro, and uh, and yours. Those are your top three for the Heisman next year. So, Milro keeps getting better. Very impressive. Defensively, they're good. And I think Saban's enjoying coaching this team, which is just frightening. I think they're going to slaughter Michigan. I don't know what will happen when they rematch with Texas. Really? I think they're going to beat Michigan really, really badly. Okay, that's enough of that. Four, yeah,
3: can you give can't me a winner. Much more. Oh, Ole Miss basketball. It took all of seven games, or really six if you want to go back to Tuesday night, for Chris Beard to get an entire fan base that had been down bad on basketball to completely buy back in. They get a win over Memphis this weekend, and it was an impressive one because Memphis... They they had that 19 what was it 19-2 run in the first half and just kept their distance from from Ole Miss. Ole Miss would make a shot or two, have a nice basket. Memphis would turn them over, block a shot, and just keep them at a distance. Ole Miss would punch, Memphis would punch back a little bit harder, and they would just keep trading punches. But Memphis kept their distance, and then Jalen Murray took over. And Ole Miss made the plays in crunch time to win that game. And already you've got a raucous environment in December. For basketball at Ole Miss, seven games in uh, to a new era. And what's impressive about this team, too, it's, it's different guys, right? Murray was the closer, and he's been getting better every game. But he was the closer on Saturday. Matt Morrell was also great, but that was the Murray show. Tuesday, it was Breakfield. A couple mm-hmm. games earlier this season, it was Flanagan. And n- none of these guys appeared to be selfish, like ball-dominant guys. It's like they let the game come to them and then just they know what their role is for for that 40 minutes and they settle in and just play. And and to get a a bunch of veteran guys... They happen to look really well coached. They look really well coached, really comfortable in the roles that they're currently in. And they play comfortable, loose, confident basketball. And every game they've played this season, the best they've played, final four minutes of the game. Chris Beard's great at what he does, and again, seven games in, they already look competitive, which is a far cry from what the program that he took over should be at this point, and yet here they are.
2: Yeah, and, and Ole Miss is going to lose some basketball games, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they just are because of who they are and what they are, but they haven't yet. And the league is just a lot of... And the, the league is really hard... But Ole Miss is also putting itself in a position where it may not take a 10 and 8 record in league play to get into the tournament. You might get in it 8 and 10, you know, depending on how the rest of the non conference goes. Got a game against Mount St. Mary's tomorrow night. Next Sunday on the road at UCF. That could just be tricky ish. They play Cal in San Antonio. So you've got a road game and a neutral site game and then Troy and then Southern Miss is a neutral site game and then Bryant. I mean, that's what's left. Didn't Bryant beat somebody in the SEC already? Did I make that up? I think Bryant beat somebody. Anyway. And then it's SEC play. And so... Based on the schedule it has, and and look, it's way too early for this to really matter. Ole net ranking right now is 95. It's a long way from where it needs to be. But they haven't played a single quad one team yet. But they have no losses, which means they have no bad losses. And NC State and
3: Memphis will be line items, I think, on a resume, should they... Yeah. Give themselves that opportunity come March.
2: I, I think so. And I mean, uh, you know, keep an eye. Th- does Temple get a little bit better as the season goes along? Do you get to a point where that win at Temple is worth something? The win over NC State is worth something. The win over Memphis is worth something. Yeah, Memphis is going to be in the mix for an NCAA tournament bid. And then once you get the league play, I mean, Ole Miss is giving the early indication on two fronts. One, in the way the team is playing, the way they're coached, that they're going to be good at home. And two, in the way that the crowds are responding, that Ole Miss fans are excited enough that they're going to make the pavilion the home court advantage that it should be. And that could lead to some success at home. And then you, you know, you win a handful of road games that you're supposed to win based on the team you're playing. And. Who knows? Long way to go. Long way to go. But yeah, winner right now. No question. Um, College football fans are winners. So once we get past all of the the angst over Florida State not getting in, which by the way, and this is not not a shot at Jordan Travis, it's not a shot at Mike Norvell or anybody that's a Florida State fan, but this was the outcome that I was pulling for because I hold – Jim Phillips, at least one third responsible for us not having a 12 foot team playoff this year. And so I wanted his league to get shut out of the playoff. And guess what? They did. But to be forward thinking, Jim, never could have seen, never could have seen this coming. Never could have seen that decision come back to bite you right in the rump. So once we get past all of that, you know what we've got? We have got two Spectacular semifinals. Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl? Alabama and Michigan in the Rose Bowl? Are you kidding me? How good is that? We're all winners for getting those games. Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at Supertalk.fm and Super Talk TV. We'll be back with more winners and losers right after this.
0: Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Of winners and losers on the ceasefire text line. Do you guys have any other winners we need to throw out quickly, or are we ready to transition to the L side of things?
1: Just real quick, uh, Buki Watson was named SEC Defensive Player of the Year today and first, second team All American, first team All SEC. I didn't see the rest of the team, so I'm sure some Ole Miss players made it. I'm not trying to. I don't. I'm just. I've no, seen no, the no, state no, tweets no,
2: about. It. No, The only reason I didn't mention it was because it was one of the ones that we had that came in on the ceasefire text line. I was going to get to that in a second. So uh, it's just gotcha. phenomenal. I'm not sure how he's not first team all American, but I guess there's some really good linebackers. Out there. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, huge honor. Huge honor. Yeah. Uh losers. Losers.
3: Rick Scott, the senator from Florida. Now this isn't an, an anti. Republican thing or anything like that because they all fall into this category. It's just him today wrote a scathing multi-page letter demanding transparency from the college football playoff selection committee following the unprecedented exclusion of Florida State from the playoff. Um, Rick, I would love when you're done crying about College football selection committees to I don't know do anything that can help the average person uh, improve their life in any way, shape, or form. How deeply unserious all of our politicians are. Again, he's just the target today, but like, hey man, I can't afford my health insurance. So maybe maybe tackle important things
2: with your position instead of football playoff committees. And that's just me. In in his defense. Can can I do that in his defense? No. Yeah, whatever, man. (laughs) You can do whatever you want. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) He's elected by the people that live in that state. Whether he thinks Mm. there's a darn thing that he can do about it or not, when you are an elected official and a major entity in your state is wronged, even if it's nothing but lip service, then... You put the lip service out there to get votes going forward. Yeah, I, I understand I, 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 I don't, that. No, I, do. I don't disagree I with what. Like, your, your overall point. I don't disagree. I don't. But him not coming to their defense might not have been a good political move either. <laughs> yeah. So. I wonder if
3: there are more Florida State fans in his state or people that would like him to, you know, right policy and improve our lives i don't know
2: yeah yeah i'm with you uh florida state needs to beat georgia in the orange bowl and then hang a national championship banner and get the rings to match then give the finger and while they're at it they could have a parade at disney world wait can you still do that i mean i know ucf did that but they were in orlando but is the state of Florida being at odds with Disney World, does that still allow for a football parade I right, never mind, doesn't matter.
1: Difficult, Too much politics. To today. Say. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, hey give me a loser. Woo! I got one. I got a good one. Tell it. I got one. Tell it. It's Mississippi State basketball. What? Holy crap. What happened? That is a that is a historic bad loss for state that yesterday. Is. Oh, you know what? Just, you know, just silence yourself there, Cross. I don't even know what you're talking about. With your salmon quarter zip. Just be quiet. They were a 26 and a half point favorite to Southern yesterday. And just, I mean. Wait, they lost? Somebody wants to. Yes, they lost. (laughs) They lost, Richard. I didn't know that State and
2: Southern Miss were playing yesterday, man. Not Southern Miss. I I don't. Not, not Southern wait, Miss. Wait, wait, they didn't lose to Southern Miss. No, Southern University. Oh,
1: somebody's feeling his oats. I tell wow. you that. Yeah.
2: Wow. I mean, the uniforms can I go back to my like thing the, now? Yeah, the uniforms look kind of like UCLA's. To,
1: they did, they did, and they had a guy out there playing like Russell Westbrook, but that's beside the point. Really bad loss. State was 40th in the uh, net rankings that came out today. I would be willing to bet that if they had won, they'd have been 25th, mm. something like that. I mean, that is a bad loss. It will haunt State the whole year. When we look back in March, if they make the NCAA tournament, which I still think they will. Teams have bad losses sometimes. But, I mean, it's going to be the difference between being a 5-6 a, a seed and an 8-9 seed, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So, really, or really eight, bad nine loss. seed uh, and out. I don't think it'll come to that, but, I mean, you're not wrong. If, if it does come to that, that'll be, that'll be what everybody looks at. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> like, I didn't see this coming, people. Southern Miss beat your Rebels, Cross. Okay, then, loser, Ole Miss Lady... Ra- Look, a- I was coming to this in just a second because it's a really cool story. Somebody had as a winner Southern Miss women's basketball... They beat Ole Miss in Hattiesburg over the weekend. And the cool part of the story is what Joy Lee McNeilis has been going through. She's been battling cancer and is continuing that fight. Um, coach Yo had some nice things to say about her. You know, I hate losing, but if I've got to lose, this is who I want it to be, too. It's a special game, special coach, special woman. She's been meant a lot to Southern Miss women's basketball for a long time. Um, we've had her on this show before, and she's a hoot to talk to. Uh, it's been a really tough road, though, for, uh, for Joy Lee McNeilis. And so the uh, Southern Miss Lady Eagles with a women's basketball victory over Ole Miss. Yesterday. Yesterday or saying yeah, yeah, yesterday. So good for them. Um, Let's see here. Let's just go through a bunch of these. There's another one from Mississippi State Basketball winner, Michigan football, getting a lowly four seed Alabama team in the playoff instead of an undefeated Florida State. Winner. Miss Did you guys see the reaction? I know you did. The reaction video from Michigan when they announced who the four seed yes. was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They that were not was, happy.
2: That was not awe inspiring yeah. for the Wolverines and their expectations. Uh, they kind of, of total themselves. Them themselves. Yeah, they did. Like, oh no! Could could that possibly make Clay Travis a winner?
1: Here's no, what I mean. Now I hope. No,
2: not. I know. I know. Here's what I mean. The first person that I saw say this on Twitter was Clay Travis. He's like, once you ask Michigan who they'd rather play, Alabama or Florida State, there's your answer as to who should be the four seed. I bet the answer for Michigan last year would have been TCU.
1: Probably so. Yeah. And how would how did that work out? So. Yeah. They wouldn't have had any signs on Tate Rotahiever Maker mar- Marker, whatever his name is. Yeah. Say his name again. It's it's Rode-a-ma- isn't it? Rotamaker. Roadmaker. Rotamaker. maker. Rode-a-maker. Rode-a-maker. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, did you uh, see Martin? He,
3: he got a little bit, uh, a little bit spicy on social media. So Kirk Herbstreet just yeah. straight up shielded for the committee yesterday. Just they, they are. I'm so they, they did it right. I'm so proud of them. All that crap. I mean, he was just like, I mean, it's like. But, his, but he
2: had been beating the drum leading up to this week that they needed to do best for not foremost for most deserving. I understand that. Okay. But all the way back in 2014, he put on
3: social media. Florida State fans, don't worry. Just win and you'll be in. <laughs> and the <clears throat> the now starting quarterback for Florida State, that I assume somebody sent that to him, but he had a little fun with that because just win and you'll be in is not what Kirk Herbstreet said a few years later. Wonder why.
2: <sighs> Dwayne and Brandon says, winner, hey, dad. For picking Alabama to win. Now I'm placing a bet on the Michigan game based on Haydad's prediction. I've already got my take ready for when Michigan beats
3: Alabama. It's like Florida State could have also, lost that game too.
1: Real quick, you're talking about Herb Street. So I don't know if you guys watch SEC shorts every week. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, right? But Herb Street is the guy at the end of the ad he does an ad for them for Renaissance right. Bank every every one. This week they made fun of the committee. And how they picked Alabama over Florida State, and how ridiculous it was. Herb Street not on the end of the video. They just did a, they just did a like a voiceover, but it was not Herb Street. I wonder if he was like, I can't do this one.
2: They nailed that, by the way. Uh, Josh and Laurel winners. All the teams that won a state championship in Oxford over the weekend. Great weekend of state championship football. Uh, it's, I mean, starting with those games on Thursday. I mean, from the very first game with, what was it, Biggersville and Velma Jackson, that was just a barn burner right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, Just really good stuff all the way around. Uh, Winner, everyone, because we don't have to hear three-peat talk anymore from Mutt fans. There's an anti-Georgia fan. Uh, Winner, Alabama, Ole Miss, Texas loser. Three times is always going to be Jim Cheater Harbaugh. But I'm glad and I would have loved to have seen his face when he figured out he was going to play Alabama. That's Zach in Oxford. Yeah, he didn't have a whole lot of reaction. Not a whole lot. Let's talk about the New Year's Six games when we come back. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
0: the flatlands of mississippi sports talk mississippi every minute worth waiting for super talk mississippi
1: Thanks for being with us this
2: afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borkey. I'm Richard Cross. Glad to have you along for the ride. Mondays are so much fun during football season. I don't even want to think about that we're like five weeks from the uh, college football season being over. I don't. I'm excited. I hope basketball brings us lots of joy in the state of Mississippi through, um, you know, middle of March. Hope baseball season. Brings us lots of joy, and then we have a fun summer, and we count down our way to another football season. But I'm not quite ready for this one to be over just quite yet. Hey, Dad, that was quite the grimace you had. Oh, what?
1: I was just thinking of something painful.
2: What if we, um, let's do something less painful. Let's do something fun. All let's right, look great. at the entire lineup of bowl games. Now, we don't have to break all of them now. We don't have to talk about it. Let's just, let's just zip through them. We start things off. Of course, we have America's game this week with Army and Navy being played at uh, Gillette Stadium, suburban Boston, home of the New England Patriots. Um, but the actual bowl games, Saturday, December 16th. So that is a, that's a quick turnaround. That's a week from this Saturday. Six and six Georgia Southern and nine and three Ohio will hook up in Conway, South Carolina for the Myrtle Beach Bowl. One of Borky's favorites. By the way, the quarterback for Georgia Southern is Davis Brin. You might remember that name. He was the starter at Tulsa a year ago who had the big game against Ole Miss. And he got hurt and ended up losing his job at Tulsa and transferred out. And He's had a good season. Uh, the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State and Louisiana. So Rich Rods, Gamecocks of Jack State eight and four on the year, and UL six and six on the year. I do love a good ten a.m. bowl game. By the way, that's that's great. Uh, they're just Absolutely. getting our
3: day started early.
2: The avocados. I'm sorry, the avocados from Mexico. Cure bowl. Bringing back uh, the
3: lost art of it? the jingle. By the way, avocados from Mexico.
1: What else?
2: <laughs> very good, very good, gentlemen. Yes, uh, the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl from what used to be known as Citrus Bowl Stadium. It's now FBC what? Mortgage Stadium in Orlando.
1: Those, those sponsors don't work. The Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Like, what do avocados cure? What What do you eat avocados for? What does it make you feel ba- like? It should be you a cure medical your group craving for guacamole. Okay, you know what? You sold me.
2: Miami of Ohio and Appalachian State. That could be a good game. Miami 11-2, Appalachian State good, and 5
1: Yeah, two good group of five teams. That could be a good game. Of course, they're all good games. That could be a better game.
2: Um, this one could be good. The, yeah.
1: You don't have to say that every time. They're all good.
2: New Mexico State and Fresno State in the Aileta- New Mexico Bowl? That's in Albuquerque.
1: What was the sponsor again?
2: I S L E T A. What is
3: Iletta? A resort and casino, apparently.
1: Okay. Nice. In I'm, the Ileta
2: village in New Mexico. Very good. Very good. Nothing will be quite like um. That community from suburban Detroit a few years ago that was like fueling innovation. Yeah. I got an entire segment out of that, I remember. Uh so yeah, that's yeah. the uh, the New Mexico Bowl. The Starco okay. Brands LA Bowl, formerly known as the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl from SoFi Stadium in Englewood, pitting seven and five UCLA and eight and five conference champion Boise State that fired their coach a month ago. Fantastic. Fired their coach, won their
1: conference,
3: promoted the interim.
1: Also, isn't that hosted by Gronk?
2: Is it actually, or was that just something they threw it? like, was a Twitter
1: thing? I think he's there. I think he's going to be there. I think he's the host.
2: Here is what Starco
3: Brands, the first thing that I pulled up and saw on their website. Tell me if this is a real company. Starco Brands only invents consumer products with behavior-changing technologies that spark excitement in the everyday. If it's not truly new, it doesn't change behaviors, and if it doesn't spark enjoyment, then we won't make it.
2: Which reminds me of BASF. We don't make the products you buy. We make the
1: products you buy better. It's a money laundering scheme. It's like uh, America's mattress firm.
2: Although I do think BASF was like an international multi billion yes. dollar conglomerate. Like they were real.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Wait,
2: they have a spray. Starco does?
3: Starco Brands has a popcorn seasoning spray and uh, uh, like an aerosol can, but they claim they don't use that. That sprays popcorn seasoning on popcorn out of a spray bottle.
1: I take it all back. Greatest company that's ever existed.
3: Perfecting that's the balance of that's a fantastic innovation. Clarified butter and seasoning at home.
1: Now wait a minute. What are those seasonings made with?
3: Non-GMO products.
1: Damn it, Borky.
2: They're made with seasonings. Oh, sorry. I'm still reading the the bio here. Also on Saturday, December sixteenth. <laughs> this might be my favorite thing about bowl season: googling the companies. <laughs> Entity, I love doing
1: the companies, yeah. In
2: the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, <laughs> formerly the 3M the Independence Bowl, Weed Eater. formerly the Poulain Weed Eater Independence Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. We have yeah. the uh, six and six Cal Bears and the six and six yeah. Texas Tech Red Raiders. I have fond memories of watching a game in which Texas Tech played an independent stadium in Shreveport, Louisiana against yeah. the University of Mississippi Rebels and leaning over the rail in front of the end zone and telling that guy, Ring that bell! Ring that bell! Because they had the bell that they just ring, 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 ring. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: You're so obnoxious.
2: Yeah, I was. I actually was. <laughs> At least he no, admits it. No question about it. That was either... <laughs> 18 or 19 year old Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Radiance Technologies
3: it appears to be a company filled with brilliant people. They like innovate hypersonics, space, and aviation like laboratory testing. So they're people what, that what help. What do they
1: get out of this? I don't know. I'm not buying any of their products thanks to this brand awareness. I can't I can't afford a jet. Maybe Richard can I can't.
3: Yeah, they equip the labs and innovate the labs of people that are doing again cross hypersonic two. space aviation
2: military stuff like that.
1: Two jets. Two okay. jets. Okay, he's, he's buying. two jets. We're upgrading I mean, cross 1.0 and then cross 2.0.
2: Well, I mean, you got to have the big boy and then one that's just a little more economical to scooter. Right, by.
1: right. 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 Very good.
2: Um you know, long-range domestic travel, international travel, but then you got regional travel.
1: Uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah,
2: um, we turned the page to oh, this this would have been Meat Week. Have I told you guys about Meat Week before. I think so. Hey Dad, actually, hey Dad, you would have been a massive fan.
1: So yeah, I, it sounds it, it sounds great. In
2: college, more. there were a bu- there were a bunch uh-huh. of us that that all lived here. We all grew up together. And inevitably, we got together to watch whatever football game was on because we were out of school and everybody was home. Yeah, sure. And uh, so we decided that we were going to give this particular week a name. And we Uh called it Meat Week. And we planned out a menu, and there was a different meat that was featured on the menu each night as we did things like watch the famous Toastery Bowl, followed by the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, and then the RoofClaim.com Bowl. And then the week culminated with the meat bowl, in which we uh-huh. invited others to join our crew, and we had a massive flag football game.
1: Well, why don't we do that now?
2: Uh, it's a reasonable question.
1: I'll, I'll stay with you for a few days. I'll help cook.
2: I mean, I think it has everything to do with, like, children and activities and wives and lives and all of that. Ah, but
1: ah, you know.
2: ah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so, so Go back Monday, to those bowls, though. Monday, December 18th would have been the kickoff of Meat Week Um, Mm -hmm. with an afternoon game, Western Kentucky and Old Dominion in the famous Toastery Bowl. I know what that is. Formerly the Bahamas Bowl, but because of construction happening to the football stadium, they are instead playing it at Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, on the campus of the Mm -hmm. University of North Carolina at Charlotte.
1: So it's a Carolina's chain, Borky. Have you ever been to a famous toastery?
3: I have not, but they claim that they it's a brunch spot. infuse breakfast, brunch, and lunch, and their menu is mostly focused on the alcohol. So kind of sounds like a place to Lunch fest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So what time of the day do you eat there? Breakfast, brunch, or Dinner. lunch, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you have to after like, they, midnight? Is it, does it midnight have to, to, be to be at six. three o'clock in the afternoon? I, I, don't, I, don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, know. we will. Uh, we will pick up with the fun sponsor. This is all the rest of, of the show. Games. We're doing all of these <laughs> sports talk, Mississippi, with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We're back right after this.
0: Mississippi continues.
2: Rolling on with you through the entire lineup of bowl games. It really has less to do with who's playing and more to do with who's sponsoring. It feels like it's turned that way. Good. Uh, We have made it through the early afternoon game on December 18th of the famous Toastery Bowl. Um, That evening, that evening, we head to Frisco, Texas for UTSA. Jeff Traylor's name was out there for a couple of pretty prominent jobs and looks like he's going to be back in San Antonio. UTSA and Marshall in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl.
3: You can imagine what Scooter's Coffee is. However, they have 15 retail locations, 14 of which are in Omaha. The other one is in
1: Shawnee, uh, Kansas. Oklahoma. Okay. So, but you can order. So all then, away. why is this bowl in Frisco, Texas? Because what's <laughs> not in Omaha?
2: They played what? at uh, Charles Schwab. Well, did you see the weather in
1: Manhattan, Kansas, a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> I'm just saying, though. That's like. Hey, buy our products that you can't get in your state. I need to look into
3: it, though. I mean, the amount of coffee I drink. If you're a Mississippi coffee company or work for one and you're listening right now, buddy, if you want somebody to endorse you, I got you. I will consume your product four times a day. Hey, that's it. I know a guy. I got just the guy. But, hey, if if you want to have your product endorsed on this show and various social media channels that I... Use on a daily basis when I consume your product. Borky at supertalk.fm. I will help you out because I drink way too much coffee now. I
1: know I know a guy. I'll, I'll see what I can do for you.
3: I've, I had four K-cups
2: today. Four. I'm going to right. die in like a week. Hey, as an aside, I was reminded once again of how far north Omaha, Nebraska is. I was mm-hmm. in Hi. South Dakota. And we were talking with someone local. I was like, hey, how far is... It's like, yeah, Minneapolis is about three hours east. We're about two hours north of Omaha. I was like, Nebraska? Like where they play the... We're only two hours from there? It's a long way up to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Um Thursday, December 21st, we're getting closer to Christmas. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, good stadium, by the way, FAU Stadium, South Florida, and Syracuse.
1: Syracuse is another team that fired its coach but made a bowl. Indeed, they
2: did. Gary Schrader. They have, hired, they have hired a new coach. And who was the assistant they grabbed that was... so The
3: guy that was about to be A&M's head coach after that disaster.
2: That's uh, right. Yeah, Elijah, hired Elijah Robinson. Robinson to uh, to join him. The uh, the coach is an assistant at Georgia, right? Correct.
1: Defensive back yeah, Fran yeah. Brown. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. Uh, Friday,
2: December twenty second, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, or if you want to roll the L's, you can call it the Gasparilla Bowl. Georgia Tech and UCF, a pair of six and six teams, playing at Ray J in uh, Tampa.
1: One last ride for John Rice. Shout out to the One. Madison Housewives.
2: One last ride. Uh, that's the only game on uh, December 22nd. B- busy day on the 23rd. Two it. days before Christmas, though. The 76 Birmingham Bowl. Assuming that's like
1: At the gas stations?
2: I guess. Yeah,
1: I have one of those in my next to my neighborhood.
2: Or,
3: if they were playing in the old stadium, it would be like you are watching a game in 1976.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Protective Stadium is nice. Troy is and nice. Duke. I'm going to say Troy brings a lot of fans to that game.
1: They should, yeah.
2: Troy and Duke in the Birmingham Bowl, 11 a.m. on uh, December 23rd. Also at 11 a.m., Arkansas State Northern Illinois in the Camellia Bowl, which is played no sponsor. in the Crampton Bowl. No, that's it. It doesn't have sponsors. It's just the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery.
1: Um, I'm just saying the Super Talk Mississippi Camellia Bowl could be a thing. Yeah.
2: The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl—that one makes a heck of a lot of sense. James Madison 11 and one, Air Force eight and four. Kelso said that should be the Kelso Bowl. Yeah, we, we can call it that. Lockheed's not
3: paying Once us. Once again,
1: their brand, their brand awareness. Like, I'm not going to buy a stealth bomber. Like. Yeah, but if they Why were to sponsor a game, the
2: Armed Forces Bowl is probably the one. That's to the do.
1: one to do. Yeah, It's the one to do.
2: Coming to you from uh, the campus of TCU, Eamon G. Carter Stadium in Fort
1: Worth, Texas. The house uh, that Malik Heath's towel built. Uh oh, who kicked the guy? I would say it was Emmanuel Forbes with the towel.
2: We got a couple more uh, interesting ones before the <laughs> break, and then we'll, and then we'll really pick things up. the uh, The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. From Albertson Stadium Boise. Georgia that is a State, great bowl. Great bowl. In Utah State. Yeah. The 68 Ventures Bowl.
3: It is a company based in Daphne, Alabama that buys and uh builds real estate developments on the Alabama Gulf Coast.
1: Okay. Sixty-eight, huh? So Sixty-eight close. ventures. South just need Alabama one more venture,
2: <laughs> and Eastern Michigan. <laughs>
1: just needed one more venture; they would have been nuts.
2: And uh, South Alabama playing that in their home stadium, Hancock <laughs> Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> just needed one more. <laughs> Sixty. We're back after the sports talk, Mississippi.
0: Y'all are twelve. Super talk, Mississippi. Introducing to you. Sports talk, Mississippi. Did you hear about the midnight railroad? Everybody got to go. Did you hear about the midnight railroad? You want to shut the kitchen door. I
2: don't give do who I want. I up Five o'clock hour with you. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Super Talk TV. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad. Having more fun with you than should be legal. Uh, thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort studios. Pearl River Resort, home of nonstop <coughs> entertainment. You can... Uh, Find out more about everything that's happening at Pearl River Resort at their website, PearlRiverResort.com. The C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in C Spire country. Check them out, C slash business. C Spire, customer inspired. It is time for the college football fix. Nope, nope, it's retired. It Kill is it. retired. Kill it. We got to go to. We got to go to different music.
1: Uh, we which one
3: should ESP? I
2: use? The old ESPN. No, the it's
1: fine. Keep using it.
2: Oh, I'll, I'll put like a different that. one in. I need to. It's over.
1: Okay. It is
2: dead. Hey, Dad. dead. CBS is dead to us. Didn't have to be this way. They had the same narrow outlook on life that Jim Phillips and Kevin Warren and George Klyavakov did. And now they have to live with their decision. Enjoy Wisconsin at Rutgers. Be great. Just great. Uh, It is the college football fix, and it's driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Regardless of the theme music, uh, the holiday sales event's going on, which means savings for you on the car, truck, or SUV of your choice, maybe of your dreams. Learn more at buyfordnow.com or visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. We should pause on the bowl conversation just for a second, and we should talk about the transfer portal. Today was opening day of transfer portal season, and boy was it busy. The surprise right out of the gate. Were you guys surprised when you saw Kyle McCord's name? Nope,
1: really. A a little, a little. Because I mean, I didn't think he played great this year, but at the same time, you know, you don't expect the starting quarterback of a team that went eleven and one who knows you know who's an underclassman to to leave. And Is obviously, it, like Borky said earlier, it's not, his, it's not all his decision.
2: No. Yeah.
1: I mean, when you when you have those
3: weapons in that offense and you look as bad as he did, and it, it's not really fair, I get it, but Michigan was the only game on Ohio State's schedule this year. That was it. None of the 11 games mattered to those people. And when he looked as bad as he did with the weapons that he had in that loss to Michigan, I mean, it's squarely on his shoulders. They lost because a quarterback played. Every other position on the field should have beaten Michigan that day. They're gonna find somebody else if that's the case at a place like that.
2: There are currently How many? Good grief. There are currently 80 quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Now, not all 80 are created alike. But in terms of the ranking, the number one ranked transfer portal quarterback is Dylan Gabriel, who announced earlier today that he is officially leaving Oklahoma. On three, estimates his NIL value at $1.2 million. And where is he going to be? I mean, state has to be the favorite, right?
1: I don't know if favorite is the right word, but they're in the mix. They're certainly going to be in the mix. They have the NIL money. They have the connections with Jeff Levy, who he's never played for a different coach. He's in Central Florida with Levy. He was going to go to Ole Miss with Levy. And then when Levy goes to Oklahoma, he leaves UCLA to go reconnect with Levy. So you have that. But the other school involves Oregon. And if it is an NIL deal, I mean, like I said, it's been saying, state's in a good spot NIL, Excuse me, NIL wise, but they're not where Oregon is. And if Oregon wants to overpay and get him, they can, and they will.
3: And USC also might get into the mix. Guys like Dylan Gabriel are fascinating to me, right? Because when Matt Rule was talking about seven-figure quarterbacks, Dylan Gabriel's one of those. And I know there's a debate about his NFL prospects or whatever. That doesn't matter. He's thrown for almost 15,000 yards in his college football career. That is a guy that if you're a team that needs a quarterback, you know exactly what he's capable of. You have a four-year sample size of great quarterback play at the college level. And so what State might have to weigh here is not how much he's worth. It's what percentage of your budget he's worth. You know what I mean? It's not if he's worth a million bucks, you give him a million bucks. Because a million bucks to you is not the same to USC. USC. And so let's pretend for a second, like, Lincoln Riley misses on Cam Ward for whatever reason and wants Dylan Gabriel. And if money is the difference, when do you have to call it quits? When do you decide, really want this kid, but that's a little too much? But, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. He knows the system, all that. I mean, if I'm Mississippi State and the collective, a seven-figure amount of money for one year to one guy – is a lot. That That is a lot. But it's a quarterback who has run this system beautifully. It's
2: the most important position in all of sports.
1: He's run it beautifully. It's what you raised the money for. Yeah. This is what you raised the money for, be able to go out and win a battle for a big-time prospect. Some of the if other your coach says, that's the guy I want, you kind of have to say, okay, that's the money we'll spend then.
2: Some of the other quarterbacks in the uh, portal, Riley Leonard leaving Duke. The expectation is Notre Dame, although there's some that think Auburn could be in the mix for Riley Leonard. Will Howard from Kansas State. Cam Ward from Washington State. Kyle McCord announced today from Ohio State. Will be interesting to see where he ends up. DJ Uyangalole will go to his third school, leaving Oregon State. Possibly the
3: NFL with him. That's one of those guys that may just end up going to the league if – he gets awesome. the right return.
2: Okay. Um, Tyler Van Dyke leaving Miami. Brock Vandergriff, the former five-star out of high school, leaving Georgia, did not win the job there. A
3: lot of talk about
2: Kentucky there early on. Taylor Green Ooh. leaving Boise State. Will Rogers expected to go to the University of Washington.
1: Well, I got a crystal ball for it. I don't know that we go so far as to expect it, but that's where oh. somebody has predicted him to go. Okay. Well, that's an interesting choice. It is. They're going to have an open job.
2: Post Michael Penix worked out pretty well for Dylan Johnson. Uh, Sam Levitt leaving Michigan State. Max Johnson has already affirmed that he is going to North Carolina, former Texas A&M quarterback, who is a former LSU quarterback. A.J. Swan from Vanderbilt. Grayson McCall from... Coastal Carolina. Visited NC State, I believe, this weekend, did McCall. Okay. Uh, Max Brosmer. Where is that? What school is that? Leaving New Hampshire to go to Minnesota. Okay.
1: Loves the cold. Uh,
2: Blake Shapin, former starter at Baylor. Kate. Uh, Kayton Hauser leaving Michigan State, Bryson Barnes leaving Utah, Tyler Shug, the former starter, uh, sorry, Shuck, the former starter at Texas Tech, apparently down to Louisville and UCF. Hank Bachmeyer will be on his third school. He's going from Boise State to Louisiana Tech to somewhere. Vanderbilt, I think, is where he's visiting this weekend. Okay, with a wide receiver, bringing a wide receiver, a, a teammate with him on that visit. Ken Seals, a Vanderbilt quarterback that uh, has hit the road. Max Brown, who started the last couple of games for Florida, is in the portal. Uh, Drew Pine, the former Notre Dame quarterback, who went to Arizona State. That did not work out. Gary Bohannon, Baylor to USF on the road again. Spencer Petrus leaving Iowa, headed to Utah State. Um... Good grief! There are a lot of names. in this Oh yeah, portal. we get this message. He said, "Yeah, but seven
3: figures on one on a one-year guy—that money would go a long way on getting a few decent high school stars that have high ceilings." Understandably so. Like your logic is sound. Here's my counter: Your high school stars might not translate to college. Five stars are a, essentially a 50% hit rate. That's five stars. And it's, it's the best. Four stars are about 20, three stars are about five in terms of becoming NFL prospects. You know exactly what Dylan Gabriel can do at that position. It's a different conversation. Those high school guys
2: may never work out, may never play for you, may hit the portal again next year. Not nearly as many big names at the running back position. Marcus Carroll at Georgia State is the highest-ranked running back that is in the transfer portal, originally from Atlanta. Um, what about wide receiver? There was a big one today in Will Shepard going into the train or over the weekend. Uh, So there's about to be a lot of receivers hit that haven't yet. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did you see the Will Shepard graphic?
2: Standing Uh -uh. outside Mississippi State Stadium, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, no. It's just it's just that's what it's the background, and I don't know why.
2: Mm, That on three kid must have messed it up. Has he already announced he's going to Auburn? Or is that just a prediction? It's like he's going to
0: Auburn. Sports Talk Mississippi. To Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app. Supertalk.fm. And always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
2: Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Super Talk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. Great to be with you. You can uh, join us on the Ceasepire text line at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Let me back up on uh, – we were talking about wide receivers. I said Will Shepard looked like he was going to Auburn. It's just that he has an offer from Auburn. He tweeted that earlier today. Um – one of the guys that covers Auburn said that soon that's going to be a big portal fight. Um, I was just kind of look at – on, on three, he's got the transfer portal tracker on their website. Uh, defensive lineman, the third-ranked defensive lineman in the transfer portal right now is out of Middle Tennessee. He's originally from Water Valley, Mississippi, Marley Cook. And um, Ole Miss appears to be in the mix for him. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Morky, you said you thought he was on a visit this weekend? Uh, I th- I think
3: LSU is an expected
2: big player in that. Okay. Um, everybody's looking for big offensive linemen, and everybody's looking for defensive linemen. Yeah. It is. If if you are one of those, you are in a great position financially going forward. Prices are at a premium. They are.
3: So I in. Dan asks, do you think Levy might get a, quote, local discount? Um, I, I don't know, but th- there are too many people that think it's only the highest bidder gets the portal players. That's not true. That, that is not true. Now, you still have to pay them, but there are many examples of players openly saying, I got offered more to go here, and I went here instead because the fit and stuff was better. That is a phenomenon that does happen. Maybe it's not as common as just the highest bidder, but it's when people boil Porter recruiting down to just pay them the most, that's not how it always actually goes down. Ole Miss had a defensive back this year that straight up said he got paid or got offered more than double what Ole Miss offered to go somewhere else, but he hated the fit. And so he went to Ole Miss because he liked the fit for his game better. So you still have to recruit these guys on top of also paying them. May that happen with Dylan Gabriel? I I mean, who knows? But to get him, if Oregon and USC are involved, you're going to have to pay him a lot, like a lot of money. That's just the nature of the game when you're trying to get a
2: quarterback of his caliber. And hey, Ed, wouldn't you think with a guy like Dylan Gabriel, obviously Mississippi State is going to be in the mix for him. Doesn't Dylan Gabriel have questions for Jeff Levy? Like, hey, tell me about the offensive line. Tell me about your receiver situation. Yeah. Tell me about your running back situation.
1: And that's another thing, you know, Oregon is a team that's kind of built for success right now and Mississippi State isn't. And so, you know, with Dylan Gabriel, it becomes, you know, do, do I want to go give my last year to what's going to be a little bit of a not even a little bit. It's going to be a rebuild or do I want to go, you know, have instant success at Oregon. So, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot working in Oregon's favor. The main thing working in Mississippi State's favor is that its head coach and this quarterback have a great relationship.
2: <clears throat> yes. And and have for a long time. I mean it's not a new relationship. Mm-hmm. It is a deep relationship. Um let's go back to these bowl games. But we, we made it to um, we, we were working our way through Saturday, December twenty third. And we made it all the way to the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Utah and Northwestern in Vegas. Roofing materials and building supplies. Okay. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina and San Jose State. A company that apparently
3: does, like, helping you ship without having to go to a brick-and-mortar store to ship stuff for small businesses.
1: There you go. I
2: don't know why I'm enjoying this so much. Uh, so we, we take a break on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. No bowl games on either of those two days, although you'll have some NFL going on in that window. And uh, we pick things back up on Tuesday, December 26th with the Lane Bowl. Bowling Green and Minnesota, in Ford Field in Detroit. There you go. What? That's um. That's one of two Ole Miss bowl games that I've missed since 1992. I was curious. I went back and looked. I was like, I feel like I've been to a bunch of Ole Miss bowl games. So I did not go to the Music uh, Motor City Bowl. Well, it was the Motor City Bowl in um, mm-hmm. in Detroit in 90 90- whatever that 97. Was. Yes. And then I missed the 2009 Cotton Bowl, which was the first one in the new stadium. I was instead doing a basketball game on CSS at Lakefront Arena for the University of New Orleans. There were like yeah. 17 people there.
1: <sighs> the choices we made. They got paid.
2: Yeah, the yeah. choices we make, the dreams we chase. Uh, Texas State and Rice in the Serve Pro Independ- uh, First Responder Bowl. That is at uh, Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas. That's on SMU's campus. Tough news for for Rice and JT Daniels. They actually had a really good
3: year, a program a that was kind of dead. and they're They're rising up, and he gets another concussion, and a doctor told him, don't play football anymore. You've had too yep. many. Said he was retiring
2: from football, not retiring from college football. Ready yeah. to seek out becoming a coach. What an odyssey it's been for uh, for JT Daniels. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, Kansas and UNLV at Chase Field in <clears throat> Phoenix. That is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. That's a sneaky good. Game. All right. Eight o'clock yeah. Tuesday night, December twenty sixth. Wednesday, December 27th. Now we're getting into the busy schedule. Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com. Virginia Tech and Tulane from Annapolis, Maryland.
1: Like bowling, like at the bowling alley?
2: That's Borky's job. He's looking these up. GoBowling.com. GoBowling.com is
3: a website where you can learn how to bowl and they connect you with um, places to go bowling and you can even get promo Mm -hmm. codes and stuff for discounts on bowling when you
2: go bowling.
1: Is Pete Weber the the host?
2: One of the bowl gifts will be bowling. Who
1: do you think you
3: are? I I am. Richard got that one.
2: North Carolina, West Virginia in the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. That's on. Um, oh, gross! Wednesday afternoon, UNC in West Virginia. You know, yeah. that's one to watch. Bigger a game. Plus, you can see
3: somebody dumped mayo on their head. Yeah. Oh, Mac Brown. I hope they win that one.
2: The DirecTV Holiday Bowl, ten and three Louisville against seven and seven and five Southern Cal, who. Already has announced Caleb Williams will not be playing. He didn't play most of the season oh, no. either.
1: Once he was going to play safety, it didn't make a difference.
2: He did have thirty touchdowns and five interceptions this year.
1: Yep, oh, he was the, fine.
2: The Tax Act Texas Bowl, Texas A and M and Oklahoma State from NRG Stadium in Houston. Okay, that could be that could be good. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Top December 28th, the Wasabi Bowl, SMU in Boston College. Uh,
3: wasabi, sadly, like is not anything to do with the. Oh! Uh, uh, no. It's, the the, the dang, rhizome? It's, it's like cloud storage.
1: Yeah. Lame. I thought it was going to be like, you know, the winner's going to get wasabi dumped all over them, has to take a, sh- uh, a shot of it or something.
2: The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl from Yankee Stadium, Rutgers, and Miami.
1: This is Richard's favorite. I'm, it's in Yankee uh, Stadium. It's sponsored by a mower company. I mean, this is the Richard Cross bowl.
2: I'm taking the points in Rutgers in that one. Yeah. Rutgers and their climate compared to Miami headed to Yankee. I, I need to see the weather forecast first. But at first glance, getting three and a half for Rutgers? Yeah, that uh, feels good. The Pop-Tarts Bowl. I am in. The Pop-Tarts
3: Bowl will have an edible mascot.
1: An edible mascot. And they, have not, they will not reveal the flavor until the time. Because
3: they asked Dave Doran, if they won, would he eat the mascot? And he said he would if they gave him bourbon as well. And they were like, okay.
1: <laughs> bourbon and Pop-Tarts is an match-up. interesting combination. Top 25
2: yeah. matchup there in Orlando with NC State and Kansas State. Ho hum, another nine. What flavor do you want Dave the Pop Tart and... to be? Cinnamon brown sugar.
1: Ah, Frosted strawberry. I like the what blueberry one.
2: Uh, top 15 matchup in the Alamo Bowl. Sign me up for this one. 8 15 on Thursday, December 28th, number 14 Arizona, number 12 Oklahoma. The Jackson Arnold era to begin in Norman. Yeah. Brother, that's a good yeah. one there. That is The good.
1: Alma Bowl always delivers. Always a good ball game.
2: It is Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We're back with you right after this.
0: Take the friggin' wax out of here. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. Is sports Talk Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say, sports fans? Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by Genteel. Genteel Apparel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. We're three for three on the Genteel today. Hey, dad has got his, the black one. Solid black he got on there. Yeah,
1: it is. Yes. His
2: black yeah. Genteel on. Borky's got the uh, pullover. I'm tripled up. I got the white one too. Oh, you got pants too? Pants and shirt, yeah. There you go. Uh, they make great stuff. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's just it's fantastic stuff. It looks good, it feels good, it lasts. You're gonna love it if you haven't tried Genteel yet. What are you waiting for? Now now's the perfect time. Um, you can get uh ten percent off your order simply by entering your email address. You can get a hundred uh, free shipping on orders over one hundred fifty dollars. Um, they have got a holiday gift guide that is available to you, great-looking out, outerwear, just a ton of great stuff at Genteel Apparel, and uh, you're going to love it. If you try it, you'll love it. And we've had a lot of people that have sent us messages on the C Spire text line and they're like, hey, I finally tried it. You guys were right. This stuff's great. You'll feel the exact same way. com. That's com. All right, we right, uh, we're getting serious on these games now. Uh, Gator Bowl, Clemson and Kentucky.
1: Clemson's not Tax Slayer anymore?
2: Uh, yeah, it's the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Okay. Sorry. The, uh, Clemson 20... will win that pretty easily. Clemson will? Yeah. I, I tend to agree. New offensive line coach at Clemson? Matt Luke. Yeah. After a couple of years out of the game, uh, Matt Luke. Accepts the offensive line coaching position at uh, Clemson. He'll work for Dabo. And, and Dabo offered a transfer portal player a couple days ago. He's from Division Two, but still. There you go. I mean, he's either going to adapt or he's going to have to find another job. And it sounds like he's going to adapt. Times, they are a-changing. Yeah. That's a really good addition to the staff. You and I were talking, or we, the three of us were talking earlier, and There are people that are going to push back on this, and that's fine. I think history is going to be a lot kinder to Matt Luke at Ole Miss than certainly his time was as the interim and then the head coach for the uh, Rebels. To me, it's just a cool story. He decided he needed to take some time to be with his family, to be around for his kids' events and their games and get to be a dad and do a lot of stuff. He never ruled out coming back to coach, but he's like, yeah, I don't know. He turned some opportunities down over the last couple of years. I know that for a fact. And um, decided this was the right spot. And so congratulations to, uh, to Matt Luke and to his family. That's, uh, that's really cool. Oregon State, Notre Dame, and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. They're great. Top 25 matchup there. Notre Dame. It's another
1: one 25. where somebody will be dumped with something that's not Gatorade.
2: Yeah frosted flakes big fan dry the... no milk auto zone liberty bowl long time sponsor of this game auto zone liberty bowl memphis yeah. playing in their home stadium against iowa state
1: what a terrible situation like the whole point of the bowl game is you go to some cool location that you don't usually get to go to and they're just staying at home feel bad for memphis they couldn't swap them out with somebody else
2: I think in the absence of getting Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Tennessee, the Liberty Bowl is probably okay with that because ultimately they want butts in seats.
1: And this is one of those years where you know no state, no Arkansas, no Florida, no South Carolina. Having so many ineligible teams from the SEC hurt the Liberty Bowl.
2: And there were what only so eight SEC teams that got into bowl games. Is that right?
1: I mean, I guess I just listed five that didn't, and I didn't mention Vanderbilt, right? So yeah,
2: there you go. Math checks out. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl, sorry, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl classic in Arlington, Number 9 Missouri, number 7 Ohio State. That could be fun. Ohio State currently a a two-and-a-half point favorite.
3: Could be really fun. You're going to see some opt-outs, which may make it a little less
2: fun on the Ohio State side. I don't think you'll see much of that on the Missouri side of things.
1: No, they seem pretty locked in. No, they'll play. They're coming to play.
2: 11 o'clock Central Time on Saturday, the 30th of December. Number 11, Ole Miss. Number 10, Penn State. Penn State currently a four-point favorite in the game. That is in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. This uh, here on ESPN says tickets as low as $92. So that's like get in the door, upper deck price plus fees. James Franklin didn't answer. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. I was going to say I would take Ole Miss and those points. And not sweat for one second.
3: Yeah, you want to talk about a dramatic difference between the two quarterbacks? You got one here. Uh, Alar is just not, as the kids say, he's not him. But uh, if you're James Franklin, couldn't really answer it yesterday. Didn't gave a very different answer than Kiffin did on opt-outs. Kiffin said they don't expect any, uh, and they don't really have the player of the caliber that would opt out. Uh, but still, uh, Franklin didn't say that. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you want Chop Chop Robinson to get some good feedback from the NFL. Most people think he's a first-round pick, but you want his agent and other people to tell him to not play in this game. He is a star, and he's violent and physical, and you swear he's jumping offside sometimes with how quick his get-off is off the ball. I mean, he's he's an elite-level pass rusher, and you don't want him to play. So you hope the NFL tells him not to play.
2: I had, uh, I had somebody ask me yesterday, hey, what do you think of the matchup? I was like, well, you've got a 10-2 and Penn State team that lost to the two best teams on its schedule in Ohio State and Michigan. And you've got a 10-2 and Ole Miss team that lost to the two best teams on its schedule in Alabama and Georgia. So it feels fairly even. Very much a contrast of styles. Ole Miss better on the offensive side, Penn State better on the defensive side. And so sometimes that comes down to, well, what can Ole Miss's defense do against Penn State's offense? What can, and, and vice versa. So I think this one can be fun. It's a cool matchup. I'm assuming that the stadium is going to be full. And if not, like packed to the rim, maybe not as full as it was Saturday for the SEC championship game, which, by the way, what an atmosphere. Holy cow, that place was electric on Saturday. Looked like it. Auburn and Maryland in the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Auburn, an early two and a half point favorite. A language translating service is what that is. The Capital One Orange Bowl, no explanation needed. Number six, Georgia. Number five, Florida State. Georgia is a 14 and a half point favorite. Might get some opt
3: outs there, especially with how you saw some injuries pile up in the SEC Championship game. I ex- look. I-, I think Florida State's going to lose this game, but there are not enough people. Basically, nobody talking about how elite Florida State's defense is.
1: It's really, really good. Very good. Really good.
3: They they are equipped, especially up front, to give Georgia fits. Now they're not going to score, but
2: yeah. Um, Toledo and Wyoming in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. That's also on the 30th. Then you skip ahead to Monday, January 1st. Wisconsin and LSU in the ReliaQuest Bowl, formerly the Outback Bowl. The ReliaQuest Bowl. Terrible.
1: Terrible drop-down in sponsor there.
2: LSU is a 10-point favorite over Wisconsin. They'll win easily. Does Daniels play? I was going to say, does Jaden Daniels in this game?
1: That's a good question. If Jaden Daniels plays, they win easily.
2: Um, undefeated Liberty against 11-2 Oregon. Oregon is a 16-point favorite in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Gross. That's just gross. Tennessee is a 7.5-point favorite over Iowa in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Michigan favored by one-and-a-half in the granddaddy of them all. College football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. And uh, Texas is a four-point favorite over Washington in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Count Washington out at your own peril, man.
1: Anything, yeah.
2: I, 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 have a a I have a regret. I have a regret. I was looking at... Well, like the lead up on Friday, I was looking at it and looking at it and everybody was on Oregon, everybody was on Oregon. It was one of those public money things. And I looked and I was like, Washington is plus 345 on the money line. Washington is undefeated. Washington has already beaten Oregon once this year. There's some value there. And then I just watched the game. And Washington won. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So that's your uh that's your bowl game lineup. There's some good ones mixed in there. Some low key good ones, some high key good ones. The semifinals are great. I know Florida State's mad. I like I get it. I get it. But in Washington, Texas, Alabama, Michigan. Wrong team favored in that Alabama Michigan game?
1: Yes. Not even a hesitation yes. from Hayden. A hundred percent yes.
2: Hey Dad, you got Bama winning it all, don't you?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap it up with you on this Friday afternoon coming up or this Monday afternoon. Not Friday, Monday afternoon coming up next.
0: Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: A couple of messages pop up on the ceasefire text line alerting us to the fact that uh, Dion Smith. I mean, it's been talked about for a while in these parts. Has uh, committed to Ole Miss, and he he made it Twitter slash X official. Um, he says done deal, and he tagged a bunch of coaches and he tagged Shea Hodge and others in uh, in that. So that would be an addition at the wide receiver position for Ole Miss. Yeah, they're going to be active there. So, I mean, haven't
3: seen an announcement one way or the other on Trey Harris. I, I know they're trying to get him back, but the NFL could come calling. You know, Watkins has another year if he wants it. Dayton Wade said today that he will not opt out of the bowl game, but he is, uh, he's had enough of college and is going to move on and uh, try his hand at the NFL. So there, uh, there's yeah, absolutely. I mean, circus catches this year, guy that bet on himself was a walk on. You know, when you look at him stature wise, you don't see wide receiver that could carve up SEC defenses, and yet he did. He was able to. So um That catch he made against Georgia was unbelievable. That and Tulane earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, he's a great story. He's he's one of those college football stories that uh, that we don't talk about enough because every the sky is falling and everything's terrible. But um, so yeah, they're going to be active in receiver recruiting uh, in the portal, and that's obviously step number one.
2: Uh, Mike and Madison, please explain money line bets. Um, so, Mike, when you make a money line bet, you are not you you are simply betting on the outcome of the game with odds associated with. Taking the favorite or the underdog, uh, as opposed to having a point spread on it. So uh, let's use $100 just because the math is easy. And say you've got the, you're going to do the the Chick fil A bowl, Olmos and uh, Olmus and Penn State. So if you make a money line bet, well, I don't see one right there. Good grief. Uh, all right, let's just make one up. Let, let's say that Penn State is the favorite in the game. And it stays at minus four. And so Penn State is a minus 150 favorite in the game. And so if you picked Penn State to win, you would have to bet because they're minus 150, $150 to win a hundred. Let's say in that same scenario that Ole Miss is a plus 140 underdog. Because they they don't necessarily match one side versus the other. Um, you would bet one hundred dollars to win one hundred and forty dollars. So if a hundred is your baseline, then the plus is you bet a hundred to win that amount. The minus is you bet that amount to win a hundred. So a lot of times you'll you'll see a number out beside a team's name is either you know plus one ten or plus one fifty or if you've got like a big lopsided game you might see a, a really big number in that you might see you know plus 300 or plus 400 or plus 700 anyway that's the way it works um if you are in the market for a new vehicle You don't have to worry about the money line and plus and minus on this because you're going to get the best deal regardless when you go to Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota, whether you're looking for a new Ford F-150, a Super Duty, an Expedition, an Explorer. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a used vehicle. Or maybe you're on the Toyota side of the lot, and it's a Tundra or a 4Runner or a Camry. Or maybe you're trying to find one of those brand-new Toyota Sequoias that are just gorgeous. Well, they get you covered at Belk Ford and Oxford at Toyota. They'll give you the best deal that you can get anywhere, They'll be easy to work with. They'll help you find the best financing options available, and they are there for you after the sale as well, whether it's to trade that vehicle in down the line and get another new or used vehicle or it's just the service that goes along with it. Let them help you out at Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West in Oxford. When you go by, tell them you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. That's Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West, or online at belkford.net or oxfordtoyota.com. Uh, Mike tells us that Southern University was plus 2,000 in their most recent basketball game. Well, okay then. Hmm. And Mike in Madison says, dang, and Washington was plus 345. Yet yet Oregon is a minus 9.5 point favorite in the game. And Washington was plus 340 or 345 on the, the money line. Hey, Dad, was the SEC championship game the best game of the weekend?
1: No, the Oregon-Washington Oregon, uh, was, Pac-12. Really? I think so, yeah.
2: That throw that Bo Nix made over the middle, and I know it was a great run mm-hmm. after the catch, and the guy ran through a couple of arm tackles and then ran away from a guy hanging onto his jersey, but that throw over the middle, I mean, just absolutely ripped it across the middle been quite the season for Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. They came up short, and so they're 11-2, and two and now they've got the, uh, what do you say, the Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl yeah. against Liberty. There's your rewards. Yeah. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. For Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Have a wonderful Monday night.